It's time to rise up and push back as we start season three of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season three of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and it is my privilege and pleasure to come to you each and every week. I can't believe that I'm actually starting season three. I felt like I just started this endeavor uh, called Pushback, uh, and here we are, well over 100 episodes, and uh, I'm so thankful uh, for all of your generosity, especially these end-of-the-year gifts that came in. It's such an encouragement to me. Uh, We are in the process of working on a new studio, which will allow me to maybe even interview some people and do some different things that we haven't been able to do before. And I just want to say thank you for your generosity. Uh, It equals encouragement. more than just the resources that it gives us to accomplish what we are needing to accomplish. It encourages me and us to continue doing what we're doing. You have to realize that this podcast is just injected into my life. Um, I woke up this morning and we had a flat tire on our Suburban, (laughs) like down to the ground, flat tire. And I was able to get some air in there and get it into the shop. And uh, they're working on getting my tire fixed. But I'm sort of dressed like (laughs) I was working outside on my car. And so uh, I'm not looking the greatest right now. But this is just uh, this is just life, and I and I hope you appreciate that. That um, it's really what the Lord is talking to me about this week, uh, and what the world and the culture is talking about this week. Uh, and that's always my goal each and every week is to bring you cutting edge, relevant cultural issues, so that we as Christians, as we as ambassadors, understand what is happening in this world. Not only understand it but be willing to uh, stand up, to rise up, and to be the ones that the Lord called us to be here on this earth. That's why we're here. He could take us anytime he wants to take us, but he's left us here because we have work to do. And that's what this podcast is all about, 100%, is that we have things that we need to do to impact and affect culture each and every day. And so I want to In this podcast, uh, the beginning of the season, I always want to sort of recap a little bit of my core cultural pieces that are so important to this podcast and uh, and really what makes it run, what drives me to do this every week. Uh, And I believe a really a great way of doing that is sort of reviewing some of the main uh, major topics that we've talked about over season one and season two, because I think it'll bring out um, the way that this podcast is run. And if you are new to this podcast, I just want to welcome you and uh, encourage you to go back and listen to some of these major topic issues, because I think they're so important as we go forward as well. But you won't be lost. You can jump in at any point because every week is just about what's happening to this world, what the Holy Spirit is talking to me about, and 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 the position and the place that we have in this world. Um, 
the first topic that has dominated, obviously, the conversation, <laughs> our lives, uh, our world, uh, the headlines, uh, is obviously COVID-19. And when I started this podcast as a physician and as a minister two years ago, um, I had no idea that this was going to happen and uh, that this would dominate so much of what is happening in our world but I have uh, released a series of podcasts titled Facts About the Vax with various different topics that have been uh, um, popped up along the way or the things that are happening or more, most importantly, the questions that you guys have given me, um, which have been wonderful, honoring, uh, intelligent questions so that we can talk about these kind of things. I'm, I, I have been amazed. I'm a little bit taken back, honestly, by the divisiveness that this topic has created in this world, in our communities, in our workplace, and surprisingly, even in the church. Um, it's been almost a little disappointing that there's been such um, derision and divisiveness that have has occurred, even in conversation among his people in the church. And I, I've felt for pastors who I know many um, and have been in conversation with and and love that have really been torn up over this issue. It's been it's been very, very difficult for them to balance this issue of safety and responsibility that they carry um, versus people's liberties and and the the perceived rights and different things that they've had. Uh, from the very beginning I have been pro-vaccine and anti-mandate, uh, and I and I encourage you to go back and really hear my heart in those things. As a physician, um, I see the importance of the vaccine. Uh, even as these new variants are coming out, the vaccine seems to be um, incredibly helpful. And even though there's been a spike and a blip in in the amount of ICU care and even deaths, um, those who have been vaccinated have been very protected from that. Now we have this Omicron variant uh, that has uh, cropped up and I encourage you to, if you're interested in this and encourage, if you're interested in my perspective on these things, um, I take it as a privilege to research some of those things for you and to release that information. So please stay tuned as more and new information come out, especially about, about Omicron and, um, and the things that uh, are going on with that. This doesn't seem to really be going away. And in fact, I saw a headline just two days ago that said that uh, I think Americans have gotten used to the fact that COVID is not going away kind of saddened me. I, I don't feel like it's time to throw in the towel. I believe that there are some things that we can do. I believe the vaccine being the most important. I also believe that hopefully treatments will come along that will really help as well. And so it's important that we continue to converse about this and stay on the cutting edge of information. I always talk about it being informed as being such an important piece in making decisions, making an informed decision, not a decision based on fear, not a decision based on the latest thing that has spouted up on Facebook, um, not the things that when you do a Google search, but but real information from real people that you can trust that aren't selling anything, um, but that just have people's best interest in mind and connecting with those people, finding those people that you trust in your realm of influence and really leaning in and talking about the, that um, especially in regards to COVID-19. I felt 
all along that one of our my core principles in doing this podcast is honor, that we're able to discuss this, discuss these very difficult topics in a culture of honor. And honor does not mean agreement. So that we can actually see things differently, we can actually have a different perspective on things, and yet still have a conversation that is actually bathed and immersed in honor, so that we can actually come to real conclusions about what is happening in our lives, and that we can make informed decisions then for ourselves and for our families. That's the heart, and I, I want to be that resource for you. And so if you have things that are even uh, scientific, uh, medically related, and maybe even specifically related to COVID-19, the vaccines, uh, treatments, etc. Um, please go to pushbackculture.org and leave a message for me. I'm always happy to do some baseline research for those things uh, because I do have a medical mind that's able to sort through um, some of the things that are inaccurate, some of the things that are overstated or understated, uh, and actually uh, give you uh, um, relevant, culturally relevant information that I believe will be accurate. Um, my friends, I'm on the cutting edge. I'm on I'm on the front lines of COVID as an ER physician. Um, I'm seeing it every shift, and I'm having to deal with it and learning about the new treatments and plans that are in place. And it changes every week, and so um, I am up to speed as best I can, and so I will make that pledge to you that I want to be that resource resource for you. As we go forward, balancing this issue of liberty versus safety, it's a tricky one. And I think we have to take it on a case-by-case -case basis. I don't think broad brushstroke statements uh, and judgments are going to work when something is so new and unprecedented like COVID-19. We're going to get through this. Um, we're going to be okay. I just want to um, help you in any way that I can. We actually worked through uh, what I would call election fraud issues uh, at the last election. It was it was difficult uh, time trying to sort out what happened on election night. And I am not a conspiracy theorist uh, at all. And yet there was a, an, an eye test problem. There was something that just didn't look right. And I know that a lot of it's been swept under the rug and a lot of it's maybe even been covered up. Um, and it's going to be very interesting as we approach the midterms on how this is going to be handled from an election safety standpoint. I'm hoping the fruit of, uh, can I say the disaster of this last election is going to be an increase in uh, oversight safety protocols so that every vote matters and counts once. <laughs> one vote for one voter seems reasonable. But something just didn't look right on election night, and I, I'm not going to spout out on some crazy, wild conspiracy theories, but I have yet to receive an explanation from anyone about why in the cities that mattered, Things shut down and shut down for a period of time until mysteriously they were back online and everything shifted. Somebody has to tell me what was taking place during that time. The best analogy that I have is, you know, O.J. Simpson was acquitted uh, from his murder charges 
And yet there was this white Bronco incident where he drove down the freeway, apparently um, distraught and followed by, you know, 30 police cars. It just didn't look right. And there's been no explanation for why that occurred or what was happening. And if he was completely innocent, then what was he doing? It just doesn't pass the eye test. And so there were some things that, that raised the eyebrows and, and, uh, I, I have accepted the result. I've forgiven. Um, I had a whole podcast, um, called, you know, mercy Trump's judgment. There's a little play on words there that we need to live in that seat of mercy and forgiveness even though it's very, very hard. But that doesn't mean that we're stupid, and it doesn't mean that we close our eyes and bury our head in the sand and pretend that these things aren't real. And so as we go forward toward the midterms, uh, please know that I'm going to be connected to that story and making sure that things are fair and equitable um, and report to you the best that I can um, and trying to read the literature and what's happening. Um, I do like politics and I, I do follow them, follow it closely. So I look forward to discussing this more with you. I was able to comment uh, over the past couple seasons about racial tension. And I, I, I said many times that my concern in regards to this conversation is that we only talk about it when bad things happen. And I feel like maybe that's already happening. We're not talking a whole lot about uh, racial problems in our country now because nothing bad has happened now for a few weeks. And, and I feel like for those who feel disenfranchised and disconnected as Americans, um, that we need to continue to keep this conversation at the forefront, not just during times of disaster or, or problems or obvious acts of prejudice, but in conversation for, to bring real healing to our culture. I, I actually made the case of something that I called the Brown Initiative, because when we use science and faith, we actually have an answer to, I believe, this racial tension that's occurring in our country. And the answer is that there is that there are no races. The Bible actually tells us that we are all descendants of Adam and Eve and ultimately Noah. And science actually searched for, during the Human Genome Project, um, completely expecting that there would be four or five or maybe even six different races that could be detected through our genetic line. And guess what they found? Only one race, the human race. It's not reported on very often, is it? Because it not only flies in the face of the evolutionary theory, which I also love to talk about, uh, but it flies into the face of this conversation that we continue to have about racial inequities, about racial divisions and problems. We actually use such divisive language that I believe is actually inaccurate. When we talk about people of color, I believe that's such a divisive term because we are all actually just brown-skinned. Every one of us, some of us lighter brown, some of us darker brown, but it's all brown. Black people aren't black and white people aren't white. We're all brown. And even in the Caucasian race, quote unquote, there's many different shades of brown and, the, and, and we're all different shades of brown. And I believe that we can actually start changing the conversation by actually not using terms like black and white, us and them. We are Americans, and we all have the same lineage and the same genetics. So this idea of races is actually perpetuating the idea of racism. 
And we have an answer. It's right there in the Bible that we're actually all one blood is what the Bible says. I want to keep continuing to talk about this, not just during times of crisis, but so that we can actually change culture. There are words that we use or have used in the past regarding different races, racial slurs that have actually been removed from our language. So I believe that we can change. It's probably not removed from everybody's language, but we can change as a society and we can stop talking about those being black and those being white. Let's change. I think we can. I think we can push back and change and affect culture. I did a whole series entitled May the Force Be With You, and I was connecting to a gentleman named William Wilberforce. And there was this eerie similarity in the time in which Wilberforce lived in dealing with slavery in England and our current culture dealing with abortion here. And William Wilberforce, um, uh, history has shown, actually changed culture in a generation. And it excites me because this man had strategy to win the hearts of people. And the people are what changed culture. And he did it in one generation. If he can do it, we can do it. And we are facing the greatest civil rights issue of all time. And that is abortion. And I believe that we are going to be judged just like the Nazis were judged, just like those who held plantation and slaves are judged, just like those who who wiped out entire civilizations and, and participated in genocide are judged. I believe that we are going to be judged by the fact that we lived and perpetuated and encouraged a culture where we kill our own babies. But this too can shift and will shift. I believe that even 2022 is going to be a monumental year as we look even at the legislation that's before the Supreme Court and the things that are happening. There are rumblings, my friends, that makes me so excited that this um, abomination to our country and the culture of our country can be righted. I believe it with my whole heart. And if that's something that excites you, I encourage you to go back and listen to my series titled May the Force Be With You. There are several, several, several episodes uh, connected to not only the problems with abortion, not only the devastation that comes with it to our culture, but actually a real strategy to actually change culture, a culture of life and hope. And that's the word of the day. I believe that there is hope. There is actually real hope in regards to abortion in our country. And, and you better believe that in season number three, I'm going to be talking about this more. I'm paying very close attention to the legislation that's happening, uh, the things that are coming before state governments, as well as the federal government, as well as the Supreme Court. Because things are happening. And this is, this is perhaps the most, in my opinion, the most important cultural issue that we face today. And I think things are changing. Things are shifting. Will you believe that with me? And finally, I finished up season two with a series that I entitled Sexual Revolution. Because I believe that there is a, a cultural um, uh, uh, pain that has actually been occurring in our, in our world, directly connected to our attitudes and our, our um, relaxation regarding 
sexual immorality. See, there is boundaries that were placed by a loving father around us, and he didn't do it so that we'd be frustrated and not be able to enjoy life. He did it because it was for security, for safety, for our health. And when our culture has blown up boundaries regarding sexual activity and sex before marriage, we are actually getting sick because we are actually eating something that doesn't belong to us. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) It's just like in the garden where there were loving boundaries placed around a father and they actually blew up the boundary and decided they would go their own way. And the result was devastation for the history of mankind. And my friends, this is no different. This is a, a, a loving, beautiful thing that was created for us, our human sexuality. And we've actually blown up the boundaries and says that all things go. And the result of that are 50 to 60 year test tube that we've actually been able to observe and watch has been that of devastation. And especially our young people today are sicker than they've ever been, sick with a depression and with anxiety and fear. And it's because they are living outside of a loving boundary that a father actually created for them. And what makes me even more sad is that parents and pastors and those who set and shape the culture have actually decided to look the other way and not even talk about this. And so our children are actually learning and absorbing from a worldly culture something that was never theirs to learn. They are to learn it from us as parents. And parents today, I think this is the most devastating mindset is, well, there's things they had to work through. This is things they lived through. This is activity that they participated in when they were kids. So our kids just have to figure it out themselves. No, they were actually given parents and and, uh, to actually parent them so that they can actually avoid the mistakes that the parents actually made in the first place. So they can actually live a life of purity and peace and hope and health. And so I feel strongly that we're calling for a sexual revolution, not just a slight change or pivot from where we are, but actually an understanding to go back to what the Father actually planned for us, for relationships, for sex, so that we can actually live in that perfect peace and place that he actually created for us, so that we can get married and enjoy a happy, healthy sex life throughout our life without guilt and baggage and soul ties that actually devastate us. And we carry around all this crap and garbage from our past that is so unnecessary. So I would like you to engage in these topics as well as others. I think it's perfectly okay if you want to ask me to come to your church or to your youth group. I would, I would entertain that possibility because I'm passionate about it. You can share my podcasts with those around you especially about these topics. Share them with your kids. Begin to have an open conversation because somebody is going to be conversing with your kids about race, about sex. And you need to be be forthright. You need to have a preemptive attitude towards these things so that you get to your kids first. My passion about these topics as well as others is real. Hopefully you can sense it. Hopefully you can feel it. See, my friends, we are the ambassadors of heaven. You've heard me say it almost in every podcast because we are here as a representative nature of heaven itself. And we have been given dominion on this earth for his purposes, his loving, pure, perfect purposes. 
And if that's the case, then we have to ask ourselves, are we concerned about the direction our culture is headed? And if it's so, then maybe it's time to push back. It's time to rise up and push back. Would you join me in that as I go forward in season number three? Please share about this podcast. Please go to pushbackculture.org and spread the word. And if you have any questions, concerns, or even topics that you wish me to touch on in season number three, I I would be honored to share those topics and my perspective on those. So thank you for tuning in. I look forward to sharing another season with you as we go together now to set and shape the culture.